Welcome to the Project You podcast, where each week you will find topics, tools, and tips that will help you bridge the gap between the life you are living and the life you are dreaming about. If you are ready to take control and unleash all that is possible in your life, you are in the right place. And now your host, certified life coach, Timetria McVeigh. Welcome back to the Project You podcast, where we are unleashing the possibilities of your life. This is episode nine, Buffering. Last week, we talked about feelings and the fact that feelings drive everything we do. We do things or don't do things because we want to feel a certain way. We buy things because we think they'll make us feel something. And as I said last week, it's not the thing you're doing or buying that makes you feel an emotion. It's the thought about the thing you're buying or doing that makes you feel an emotion. You exercise because you think defined muscles make you look toned and fit and that makes you feel confident. You don't exercise because you think you'll be hot and sweaty and sore the next day, and that makes you feel resistant to doing it. You buy the dress because you think you look good in red and you'll feel sexy. And feelings can also lead us to buffer. So what's buffering? If you look up the definition of buffer, it's defined as lessening or moderating the impact of something. Word hippo defines buffering as softening the effect of an impact. It lists diminish, deaden, dull, dampen, and suppress as similar words. And that's just to name a few. And when we talk about buffering in the coaching world, we're referring to using things or actions to avoid feeling an emotion. So going back to the definition, when you're buffering, you're trying to lessen the impact of the emotion or trying to suppress or dampen it or deaden it altogether. Basically, you're trying to escape your thoughts and feelings. So what does buffering look like? Procrastination, overeating, overthinking, overdrinking, scrolling on social media, shopping, video games, or just sitting in front of the TV. It's anything you're doing to avoid feeling negative emotions And most of the time, you're not even aware that you're doing it. I used to come home from work and the door to my garage led straight to the kitchen. I would put my things on the island and head to the pantry or the refrigerator. I'd grab chips and hummus or potato chips or a glass of wine mindlessly as a way of decompressing from the day, which I didn't realize until I discovered coaching. I just thought I was grabbing a snack to hold me over until dinner or a glass of wine to unwind. But really what I was looking for was the valve to release the pressure from the day or the stress of the commute. And instead of just taking five or 10 minutes to sit and relax, maybe do some deep breathing or meditating, I was numbing myself out by shoveling in chips. And people also eat and snack when they're bored. They're trying to buffer or feel that restless feeling that comes from boredom. Some people spend hours shopping online looking for things that will make them feel pretty or give them status or solve a problem. Think about someone who spends time and money buying bins and baskets and containers to get organized, only to have those things end up in a heap with the stuff they were going to put in it. They do that instead of dealing with the discomfort of actually spending taking the time to organize the things they have. They give themselves the false sense of accomplishing something by buying the organizational things. 
or shopping can also be a way to escape boredom. You scroll through things online and you add them to your cart and you get a little dopamine hit when you hit the buy button and you get another hit when it arrives. But those hits of dopamine are short-lived, so you end up going through that same process the next time you're bored. And it's not just online shopping. Think back to the days when you would spend hours and hours at the mall going through cell racks. And I'm not saying shopping is bad, but when you overshop and you have things hanging in your closet with tags that you don't even remember are in there, you should ask yourself, what are these clothes supposed to do? What feeling was I trying to avoid wandering through the store, picking things up that I didn't need? Or what feeling am I trying to avoid when I'm sitting, scrolling through Amazon, looking at things I don't necessarily need? Buffering can also look like overthinking. And when you're overthinking, you're not doing. And you may be overthinking because you're stuck in perfectionism and not wanting to deal with the feelings of failure if something goes wrong. Procrastination is another buffering technique, and this is a big one. And when you're procrastinating, you avoid or delay facing your feelings by putting things off. But often this makes the situation worse or more urgent, which only intensifies the feelings that you experience when you eventually do the thing. For example, if you're worried about money, you avoid looking at your bank balance or opening bills because you think it'll cause you to feel stress. So you drag your feet and when you finally do it, your balance is negative or your bill is overdue and now you're accruing fees that compound the situation, which makes you feel even more stress. And all of this is important to understand because if you understand that your thoughts cause your feelings and your feelings lead to your actions, you can begin to work on your thoughts so you can control your outcomes. So you're living with intention. And understanding that buffering is at best delaying your feelings and at worst adding to the negative consequences is eye-opening. The discomfort does not go away. And whatever behavior you use for buffering often only adds to the discomfort and the misery you're trying to avoid. But when you're willing to learn to feel and process those emotions, you don't have to give in to the urges for the buffering behavior. When you can recognize the boredom and in that moment ask yourself, can I sit here and be bored and feel what that feels like in my body and not shop? That's life changing because then you don't have the consequences of adding to your debt. Or ask yourself, can I sit here and be bored and feel what it feels like in my body and not eat and therefore not have the consequence of gaining weight or not losing the weight? Again, life changing. Think about it. When we're doing something or not doing something, we're just trying to muster up or avoid an emotion. We watch movies that make us feel warm and fuzzy or horror movies that scare us. Well, I don't watch horror movies, but people do. And what makes you feel warm and fuzzy or scares you may not do the same thing for someone else because it's what we do with the information, with the input in our minds that generates the feeling. So if you can begin to realize that this is just a feeling and I can control it and I can feel it and be okay, then imagine the possibilities. What if instead of being hesitant to go for a promotion because you think you'll feel embarrassed or disappointed if you don't get it, you decide that you can handle that emotion 
and you're willing to risk feeling that emotion in your body, guess what? You've just opened the door to possibility. Possible disappointment, yes, but also possible elation and pride. And I'm going to let you in on a secret. The feelings don't last forever. The disappointment won't last forever. The elation won't last forever. People often think that they will be overcome with emotion or they won't be able to rein the emotions in once they start to feel them. But that's where the thought work and managing your mind and your mindset comes in. Last week, I mentioned my friend Sherry who would simmer over something and make herself mad. And I witnessed it. We would be having a perfectly good time and she would tell a story about something she didn't like and really work herself into a tizzy. And she recognized it and would laugh about it sometimes, but sometimes she would get really mad about things. Or here's another example. Have you ever had a breakup that you were really sad about and you thought you would never get over it, but you did? And sometimes when you think back on it now, you get sad all over again. It's what you're thinking about it that makes you sad, not the breakup. It wasn't the breakup then or now that's making you sad. It's your thoughts about it. If you're sad now, the breakup's not happening now. You're thinking about it and generating those feelings. And even when the breakup was happening, it was what you were thinking. If you were thinking, why is this happening to me? What do I do now? I'm going to miss him. That would make you feel sad. But if you were thinking, whew, then I don't have to say it. You'd feel relief. So it's not the breakup. It's your thoughts about the breakup. And I'll go back again to last week's podcast when I was talking about the Eagles. That concert is over and done, but I still feel all kinds of emotions when I think about it. I feel happy. I remember the feeling that I had when they were singing the songs. And that's not happening right now. It's just me thinking about it that can generate those emotions and those feelings. That's the beauty and the power of our brains. It's an amazing thing. So process all of this information and let me know how you feel about it. See what I did there? When you are willing to experience emotions because you know they're just feelings and you can handle them, even control them, you can live life more fully. And that's what I want for you. So if these last two episodes have been a lot for you to take in and you want to discuss thought work and feeling your feelings, go to the show notes and schedule and unleash the possibilities of you call and let's unleash what's possible when you can manage your mind and feel your feelings. I wanted to add a little footnote or a parenthetical phrase or whatever they call it in the podcasting world. I was listening back to this episode as I was editing it And I started thinking about this. I want you to know that when I talk about this work and talk about managing your mind and being aware of your thoughts, it's work in the fact that it's kind of like yoga and that it's a practice and it takes time because I still do some of those things. I still buffer. Sometimes I procrastinate. Sometimes I have chips. But like I said earlier, the thought work helps me stop and think in that moment What am I trying to avoid feeling? What do I want to feel? And if it's boredom, can I just be bored? Or if it's stress, can I just be stressed for a few minutes? And more importantly, 
Notice the fact that it's what I'm thinking that's causing me to feel bored or stressed. And can I work on those thoughts? So I just want to let you know that it's a practice and things won't go perfectly, but you will get better at catching yourself in the moment and turning it around. Thank you for tuning in. And I'd like to ask you a favor. If you've enjoyed this podcast, if you would give me a rating and or a review, that would be amazing. It's a big thing for new podcasters, and I would really appreciate it. So until next week, which is episode 10, by the way, that's exciting. If you're ready to take on the most important project of your life, subscribe to the podcast now so you never miss an episode. Follow the link in the show notes or go to coachtemetria.com. That's Coach, T-E-M-E-T-R-I-A dot com to download the free Project You mini course and unleash all that is possible in your life.